Hi, and welcome to the Theme Park Trader Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Dan. Hello. This week, we're asking the question, should Disney be worried by Universal's epic universe? So we're going to go into what we know about the park so far, what's happened in the past at Universal and Disney, and why Disney seemingly haven't announced anything to, to compete with the park, or why they might have not announced anything at least. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic. Stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So before we get into this, mm. I should say that we had uh, an Instagram message come in this week. Uh, okay. And uh, I'm not going to say who, just in case he doesn't want me to share um, who it is. But he confirmed <laughs> your theory on Steven Tyler getting into a spot of bother. Um, oh, yes, you did send me that, didn't, didn't you? Did I not? I can't remember whether I replied to it. You, you did not reply. Oh, I didn't reply to it. Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, so that I, I mean, got distracted by some dog incident or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, I did see your message about that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I didn't. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. It's kind of exactly recording. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, so maybe maybe it doesn't that... surprise me. Like probably every rock star from the. 80s 70s 80s 90s is, has got probably some claim against them yeah no <laughs> let's be honest. I say, it wouldn't surprise me if it, it yeah if there's a lot of it um, yeah. especially back in the sort of the 70s 80s 90s yeah um i don't know if aerosmith were around in the 70s maybe not probably maybe more not. 80s I, and 90s. I, just, I, I mean I, I, thought, I think you know i think they were i'm gonna find out right now when they were found everyone uh, we're just both furiously googling 1970 Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't read what the actual um, allegations are against him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as you say, you imagine that sort of stuff was rife in the, yeah. Yes. 30, 30 40 years ago. Yes. And, and thankfully now with the addition of easy to take photos on phones and social media, these mm-hmm. things come to light very quickly. So hope, hope, I mean, we know it still happens, but hopefully it now happens a lot less. Yeah, um, yeah that could be a cause for Disney to perhaps remove the Aerosmith name and just keep it as a generic rock and roller coaster. Maybe, attraction. maybe. I mean, we know, obviously, obviously, you know, going back to like Johnny Depp and things like that, they mm. quite quickly cut ties with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, when, when all of that sort of court case and, and that sort of stuff came out. However, um, he is still in the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. 
True, true. They've not uh, they've not pulled him out of that one. No, no, exactly. So um, we'll see we'll see what happens with the refurb on that. Um, true, yeah. But yeah, on to Epic Universe, which I mean, I've I'll be honest, I've already been talking to Donna um, about going in twenty twenty five, which is when we expect this park to, to open. Yeah. I, that's that's already kind of been discussed as well the next trip yeah we may well go this year we may not i'm not sure we're certainly okay. not going next year um because piper's starting school we don't want to take her out of school in kind of september time which is when we tend to go mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if we don't go this year we're definitely not going next year 2025 graphic universe is is definitely on the cards she'll be the perfect age to experience nintendo of course yeah you know she'll be five probably i think yeah uh, yeah <laughs> um so you're the you're the one that should know that for certain right well you know timey wimey birthdays <laughs> and things so i mean i guess what what we know so far not necessarily about the park is that disney have announced nothing there is there is yeah. nothing of value that we that hasn't already been in place since before i think universe was um announced apart from the rework of splash mountain sure which is in my mind is not enough to to go up against a brand new theme park <laughs> no certainly not i mean it's not even like it is noteworthy because it's a yeah. re-theme and that sort of thing but it's um yeah i mean since because it is just a re-theme it's not anything groundbreaking is it as such yeah um and and also obviously it's a retheme it's nice to see something refresh that sort of thing but at the same time were their hands forced mm. with that retheme or That's did they like already it. have it in mind and so is it going to be sort of like a bit of a rush job i mean it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't surprise me it really yeah. surprised me so i mean um, yeah, so what's been really interesting throughout this is that we've seen nothing from Disney. Um, and I think, so we've based a lot of this on kind of our own knowledge, obviously, but also research we've done. Um, there's loads of great articles out there. This one that we're referencing throughout is from Theme Park Tourist. Um, but what's, what I found really interesting when I was doing some reading up on this is that one of the things I think Disney is at biggest risk of is just losing guests over time because they've become so expensive. So yeah. this this article, um, and I don't think this covers enough enough of the detail. Actually, it says uh, just five years ago, Disney's premium pricing and on-site lodging guaranteed guests free parking, free fast pass, free airport transportation, and free magic bands. Today, a family of four will pay over seven hundred dollars just to recreate what used to be included uh, in a Disney World hotel stay. Now, that doesn't also say that five years ago you could get free dining. So right yeah you, know, you add another you know let's say for, for this for argument's sake you're going for two a two-week period which this isn't referencing but that's going to be well over three thousand dollars i would say if not more so you're you're paying probably three to four thousand dollars more per trip than you would be you would have been five years ago to stay at disney world i think the other thing just while we're talking about disney is their themed spaces which we've we, we talked about a lot recently and how their hotels are becoming less themed and mm-hmm. more generic hospital slash airport. And that that that's true of Disney Springs in recent years. We've seen World of Disney change to quite yeah. a bland theme. They're going to uh, that Disney Springs is a style. Whole thing. 
Um, Epcot as well. I think, you know, as I said, I was impressed with the, the Starbucks location, but the, and the store looked fine. It, it doesn't have quite as, as much character as the previous store, um, but it does fit into kind of the future world or world of discovery, whatever they're calling it now. Yeah, um, sure. It, it kind of fits in, but with all the hotel stuff they're doing, it doesn't. So I would say when you combine premium pricing with cheapest chips theming, which is what <laughs> Disney are going for at the minute, it's not looking great long term. And I think we, you know, we talked about this last week. Iger needs to step in, get the Imagineers back in, and do something about it. And and I think when you look at the, the whole history here between Disney and Universal, this has happened before at Disney. So if you go back to yeah. the, the 80s and 90s, this was hap- This is already happening. Like Imagineers were, were kind of mass walking out. They went over to Universal and they worked on Islands of Adventure. Um, mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom had its budget cut. A lot of the people that were working on Animal Kingdom then worked on uh, Islands of Adventure. And, you know, the Lost Continent was born, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, dear. You know, maybe it wasn't the greatest <laughs> loss to Disney to lose those people. Um <laughs> Other than Julian Dragons, which was obviously a fantastic attraction, I think yeah. the land as a as a whole is pretty so, poor. Yeah, I mean, and still is pretty poor to this day. Oh yeah, I mean, it's definitely the poorer for it these days, isn't it? Because obviously, yeah. it's lost Julian Dragons yeah, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's certainly a. Wow. I was going to say a shell of what it was. I mean, even even with Julian Dragons, it was sort of a weaker land. It was. It you, you'd go and you do Julian Dragons, you and you'd leave. Yeah, it, yeah. Mean, it looked fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I think the design of it is really cool. Mm-hmm. There's well, just not a lot of substance to well, it, didn't they? Like yeah, Hippocrat, which yeah. then turned into Flight of the Hippogriff. Yeah, but even then, it yeah. was it was a huge area. It was a huge land for mm-hmm. those two attractions and Poseidon's Fury. <laughs> yeah, I, I like how you class that as an attraction. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I will not understand anyone. Because I have loads of people on Twitter that say to me, oh, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic experience. No, it's not. Mm. It's terrible. No, it's awful. It's awful. It's so bad. And I was prepared to do it again in September, but it was shut. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, well, maybe my memory. The theme park gods took mercy on you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I I think it's interesting. The, The history here is interesting. And, you know, one of the main reasons I think at least a lot of people are assuming why Disney haven't made any announcements yet is because this isn't the first time Universal's done this. And the last time they did it, it, it failed for them quite dramatically, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at least initially. You, yeah, I mean, you could say that both times it failed for them. With what, with the introduction of Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure? And Islands of Adventure, it didn't yeah. quite pan out as, as, as they would have hoped. Now, Obviously, I think over time they've brought some of that back. Like yeah. you know, their guest numbers have come, have gone up and that sort of stuff. Um, and at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Disney's overall guest balance guest numbers have done. Obviously, we've seen you see from the stats like when the year the year that Universal opened, mm. Magic Kingdom had twenty eight million guests. Mm-hmm. In 2019, I think it was, they had 21 million guests. Yeah. So they have dropped, but then they have opened one more theme park since Universal Studios opened. Yeah. Being Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, but then so have Universal. Universal have opened, well, obviously Universal have opened Universal Studios and 
Valuable Adventure. So that must have had some bearing, presumably, on their guest figures. Yes. Um, even if Disney just admit to it being like, oh, well, you, you know, people just add extra days to their trip to you to, to go to Universal. Well, that, that's what Disney say. They, yeah, they say, well, it, it's not actually impacting us because people just go to Universal as well as Disney. Yeah, which, which, yes, that would be true of of more Americans. Yes, but for us, like we we go to Florida. I would say the average UK holiday goer goes to Florida for two weeks. Yeah. Now, what's happening now is now certainly not a family of of my age. Uh, you know, I think I've said said before, Universal wasn't great. For Piper, mm-hmm. and it won't be great for Piper until Epic Universe opens. To be totally honest, yeah, there's nothing there for her. Or they rework the. Um, uh, they're they're tearing oh, they, down the they one are, in Universal yeah. Studios, aren't they? The kids area, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that needs to be re- reworked. Zeus is, you know, probably great if we were to go this year. Piper would be tall enough for everything. But to mm-hmm. be honest, Zeus is not a massive draw to a UK. No, yes. it doesn't have the, It's not the same sort of iconic kind of kids thing as it is in America. No. Um, so, you know, if we were, and we, we've been talking about this year, there's lots of like things happening in our life in a minute. Might, that might mean we end up going to Florida because of it. Um, but if we were to go to Florida this year, I'd see it as very unlikely that we would go to Universal. Right. Okay. Based on your trip last year. Yeah. And that's not to yeah. say that Don, Don and I would absolutely have a blast. Mm-hmm. But by the time we're thinking about going, we'll have two kids. So that shouldn't be a shock to anyone if that follows me on Twitter. But yeah. we'll have two <laughs> kids, very young, and that the park is just totally not built for them at all. Um, but for the average park, UK guest, family of four, whatever it may be, or, you know, as Don and I used to go together, instead of going to Disney for 14 days, we'd go to Disney for... I don't know, 11 days and Universal for three. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. if Universal wasn't there, we'd be spending all of our money in Disney. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be, be spending those extra three days in Disney, three yeah. days of money. And then presumably that's only going to change when Epic Universe opens because it'll yeah. be at that's least be four day. days. That's going to be a two-day Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially, well, especially when, especially when it opens. first opens. Yeah. You could easily spend two days in there, couldn't you, of, of a 14-day trip. So I then your three days in Universal goes to at least four, maybe five days in Universal. Yeah. 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 Um, And that's not even, that's discounting going to the water park as well. I I tell you um, another interesting thing that came out this this week and I was scrolling through my messages trying to find it. Um, So, Endless Summer at Universal Mm -hmm. is currently £96 per night. Okay. Compare it to Caribbean Beach Mm at Disney. How much do you think it is per night to stay at Caribbean Beach? Um, I'm going to assume it's like twice that. I'll say like 200. 350 pounds per night. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, with zero perks. Okay. Half hour in the parks early. Yeah. Um, you're getting zero perks. You're not getting any dining. Fair enough. You might be getting a $950 gift card if you're booking in the States right now, but I'm not. I'm booking in the UK and I'm showing it in pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so even with your three nights free, at the minute, the, the, the Disney offer that is available to UK guests, where okay. you book and you get three three nights for free at a hotel, mm-hmm. um, you could book at Universal and get a whole week for free. Um, if you compare it to oh, what price 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 wise? Yeah. Now, I'm in a position where 
because of Piper, I wouldn't stay at Universal for two weeks because it just doesn't make sense. No. Yeah, I, I can understand that. But if I was going with Donna, mm-hmm. I would be staying at Universal. Or if you had, or if, or if the kids were older, that yeah, sort of thing. we would be staying at Universal for sure. Yeah. So just talking about lots of different reasons, we're kind of merging everything together. But when you're comparing those two price points, in combination with what's coming with them, Epic Universe, how is no one in Disney's board not looking at this and going, guys, we, pro- we probably should do something about this. Either reducing our pricing mm-hmm. or announcing something and increasing our perks or announcing something pretty spectacular to compete with it or both. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it feels very sort of reactive at the moment, doesn't it? In terms of they're not... I mean, obviously, they, they, they're, they're obviously bound to be having conversations behind the scenes of what they can do. Because obviously, they can't open a new park. They can't open new rides too late it's it's far too late i mean considering tron's taken six years yeah <laughs> like if they if they were having to if they were opening anything it to it to be in line with epic universe they would have had to have already announced it or they would have certainly have to be building it by now in which point people would know they were building it yeah there's no um, way no one's not knowing they're building something because yeah you know you've got those, you get those flyovers happening all the time and we've already seen it of course coasters coming to life already yeah. Uh, so any any kind of building work, whether it be a new toilet at Disney World, <laughs> is being reported on somewhere. Yeah, yeah. People will know about it. And so they're obviously not building anything in secret or anything like that. Um so it does seem very strange that they don't seem to be preparing for it at all. And considering, as you say, with all the price increases and everything like that, and the cost of living going up and things like that, they're they're almost going to be hit potentially in two directions by yeah. reductions to visitors in general because people can't afford it mm. because of, as you say, cost of living and the increase in in the actual cost to go there. And then they might also lose guests towards Epic Universe yeah. and Universal's infrastructure as a whole um, when that park opens. I mean, com- completely. I think, I think Disney are being very short-sighted here. I think we should just touch on like, probably the second time that this happened with, with Islands of Adventure. Yeah. And Islands was going to be really, Universal Studios was about Universal replicating what they had in Hollywood over in into Florida. Disney mm-hmm. preempted that. Eisner saw it happening and got his park out open first in Disney's MGM Studios. So they, they were ahead of the game. Disney kind of beat them to it. It yeah. impacted Universal, like there's no doubt about that. I'm sure um, it did, yeah. Then Eyes of Adventure was opening in '99, and it feels like the original plan for that park didn't quite go to plan. So they originally like they had the kind of idea of a cartoon world to try and take like the family guests of Disney into Universal because Universal mm. Studios was really a, a more of a, an adult-oriented park. Yeah, maybe with the exception of ET. Um, so they originally they had like a, a characters like Batman, Superman, Bugs Bunny, um, and the other Looney Tunes characters planned for Islands of Adventure. That deal with Warner Brothers fell through, so they replaced Bugs Bunny um, with you know with the likes of kind of Marvel, basically. Yeah, yeah, because I think like the likes of like Cat in the Hat and stuff that was already planned as well. Wasn't Zeus it? was planned. Yeah, Zeus yeah. was planned. Um, I don't know if Jurassic Park was planned, or whether uh, that I came don't... in as a replacement. I think it came in as a, as a replacement. Yeah. So instead of opening what would have essentially been a few bounty-friendly lands, 
they really only opened one in in Zeus Landing. Now you could argue that Toon Lagoon is a family friendly area. Yeah. I would argue against it because Piper could do nothing in that area. Duh. <laughs> right. Okay. And and you know when when I compare Toon Lagoon to any land in Disney, mm-hmm. there's at least one attraction, if not two attractions, that Piper can do. Of course. Yeah. You know that's yeah. a, that's that's the difference. For me which okay. is bizarre isn't it because you think well you know if you're building like a, a an attract a land like dudley do rights you know or that area obviously the dudley do rights is the ride yeah um you would why would you not plan the for the attractions to be for the target audience well yeah and, this, and then the other thing is i think they made a mistake <laughs> on is i don't think anyone cares about dudley do right or popeye no no I, no i mean maybe they did back in the 90s I, I think even that is a but, push. I mean, it probably was a push. Um, those cartoons haven't been made in, in years and years. Like it's been no. a long, long time. And you know, if you if you remember the terrible Robin Williams Popeye film as well, um, I remember seeing Robin Williams as mm. Popeye, but I don't remember if I've actually seen the film or whether I've just seen a clip of him. It's not great from memory. It's not great. <laughs> So, so essentially, Universal had this plan to take more guests away from Disney, and then they opened what really is another adult park. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah, they opened another adult park. Um, although it is interesting, isn't it? Because as we were saying before, had they opened with DC, so you know, Batman, Superman, the the landscape of the parks today would be very different. Well, yeah, they'd probably be suffering even more, yeah. Yeah, because Disney would have full access to Marvel. Yeah. Um, and that could be Disney's fifth gate. Yeah. Oh, I, they I, could I, they could open a Marvel park, couldn't they? Yeah. They could have done. I, I um, think they I mean that would have been a very, very good move for probably from Disney. Oh yeah, that would have been huge considering the I mean, A, the amount of investment they've put into Marvel. So it wouldn't surprise me if they put in the equivalent investment in the park. If they if they could, um, not that I've done that elsewhere, but then maybe maybe there's no appetite to do it elsewhere when you've got Disney World. You know. I mean, I I was always amazed that they went with Galaxy's Edge and not a Fifth Gate, um, because yeah, you know, you could have had a land theme to each of the, the trilogies. Very true. And and then Batu is separate to that, like entirely, or you keep that as a, as your new trilogy area. Mm. You have an area for. Uh, the original trilogy and an area for the prequel trilogy. I mean, geez, like it's just knock it out of the park. Yeah, I mean that's 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 a very good point, actually, isn't it? Because it, it does make you wonder if they did have access, if they did have full access to Marvel, would they really have created a new park, or would they have done what exactly they've done with Star Wars? Yeah, because as you say, there's huge scope to do it with Star Wars, uh, and they and they didn't, and they kept as they could. They could, they they could easily have created a brand new park for it. I mean, you, you I mean, certainly could have been a pod, a, a pod racing attraction. I mean, how good would yeah. that have been? Yeah. I mean, certainly Hollywood Studios needs the needed the investment. Yeah. But yeah, a, a brand new park would have made a lot of sense. But yeah. I mean, so so basically what happened with Island of Adventure is it didn't do what they wanted it to do. Um, mm. Now, there's lots of reasons for that. One, I think we've talked about is it, they made it too adult again. Uh, the other is the marketing at the time was, you know, is largely seen as one of the worst theme park marketing efforts in recent, in kind of recent memory, really. Yeah. Um, 
and I can't remember what the slogan was. It was like Universal. They were going with Universal Escape, weren't Universal, they? Yeah, Universal Studios Escape. Yeah. Which didn't really mean anything to, to anyone. No, nobody knew what it was. Nobody knew where it was. Yeah. Nobody knew how it was different from Universal Studios Florida. Yeah. Um, and what was the other thing? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like they were saying, like, the wording escape. Why would you want to escape Universal Studios? Yeah, it was like it, it just really sounds bad. a bit backwards, doesn't it? It was really bad. So they I mean, so basically what happened in the first year of Vines of Adventure, um, it only saw six million guests, uh, which when you compare it to Universal Studios, they saw eight point one million. So yeah. two point two point one million more than your new park. It's pretty shocking. That's and pretty Disney's, bad. Disney's lowest attendance that year was Animal Kingdom, and they got eight point nine million. Um, now, I will say that Animal Kingdom had only been open a year by that point, so it was still very new. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't necessarily compare the, the two fairly, but even so, to see, to see only 6 million guests in the first year is pretty shocking. So by 2000, they got rid of the escape, replaced yeah. it with Universal Orlando Resort, um, started to make things a bit clearer. But But really, by that point, it was a little bit too late um, and then the other thing that happened was September 11th in 2001, mm-hmm. which basically shut down tourism to, to Florida for a good year from memory. I remember going yeah. around that, not not kind of September of 2001, but kind of the following year, I remember we went and those parks were, were dead. They were, right. they were dead for probably, I can't remember whether it, was, it, whether it was 12 or 24 months, but a significant amount of time where those parks were very quiet because no one in the States wanted to fly. Yeah. Understandably. I don't don't remember. I don't remember when I went over the various years. I know I went in 98 and I think I, I think I went in 2001, Mm. but it would have been like earlier in 2001. And then we probably didn't go for two or three years after that. Just naturally we didn't go. It wasn't like, because of 9-11 um yeah because we, we were that we were the same i think we went every like two years yeah yeah i can't i, I can't remember whether i went in 2000 or 2001 i feel like i think it was 2001 yeah um but i mean i guess are universal making the same mistake again for a third time i mean what we know about epic universe so far suggests they're not um none of this has been confirmed officially mm-hmm. but we're, we're i mean we're fairly confident in fact, I mean, smite me down if this doesn't happen. But Super Nintendo World is coming to Epic Universe. Yeah. Um, we know the rumours are that it's coming with the Mario Kart attraction, which we've seen in Japan. It's opening soon in Hollywood. We know that the, um, the Yoshi's Adventure family ride is also rumoured to be coming to Epic Universe, which is only in Japan. I mean, it's not opening at Hollywood. Okay. Um, plus a Donkey Kong expansion that includes a wooden coaster. That's from day one, the Epic Universe, just yeah. in Nintendo. Plus, you've got the, the overall draw of Nintendo in itself, which we've talked about. Yeah, the times. whole sort of like immersive land and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The other things that are, um, again, nothing, nothing, nothing's been confirmed, but again, fairly confident these things are happening, um, is the entry land. It's going to be a huge space. Um, mm-hmm. Restaurants, lots of flat rides, a, a dueling coaster, which we have seen actually it's being built at the minute, recent photos yeah. from, from last yeah, week. Yeah, some of the tracks in place, isn't it? Yeah. 
Um, Rumoured that that area is going to be separated into kind of mini lands themed to earth, water, fire, air, and ether. E yeah, I want to say that. And then a, a new hotel as well. And then the other two, the other three lands that, that are kind of rumoured are Universal's Classic Monsters, which is a bit will be a huge draw for Horror Night fans year round. Yeah, of course. Um, a land that is kind of focused on how to how to train your dragon. I'm, yeah, I'm torn on that one to be honest. By the time Piper is five, mm -hmm. which is when we'll go, I'm not sure she'll be even aware of what How to Train Your Dragon is. Now, I might be wrong. They might release a new Netflix series again or it might be a new film. Mm -hmm. it's, certainly not, it's certainly not a film that I'm rushing to show her. So we'll have to see how that goes. I like the idea of, of the Viking world but, of, and, and the setting of it. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. You can have some decent attractions there. You've got, you could have, you've got coaster options. You've got um, Flight of Passage-esque options yeah. for, for How to Train Your Dragon. But I'm not entirely sold on using one of the dreamworks properties as a as a land yeah i find it a bit strange as you say the setting i think they could do a lot of good stuff with the setting and i think it could be really cool but and and not to say the how the how to train your dragon films aren't bad films no i, I don't I, i've not seen all of them um but that's the ones that i've certainly seen are are good films it's just is it a bit of a dead franchise already yeah, that's the thing. That's like, what I'm thinking. yeah, it seems strange to. I mean, to a degree, they have to. If if they want to, if they want to stick to this recipe of like, like themed lands, like they've done with Harry Potter, and obviously Disney have done with Star Wars and Avatar, then they do need to theme it on a particular yeah. franchise. Yeah. Like they can't, they can't just have like a DreamWorks land. Mm. Um. So they do need to pin it on something. And obviously, you know, do you pin it on something that is established that's not necessarily going to be making more content? Or do you pin it on something that's potentially unproven and you don't know what the longevity of it is? Yeah. I it's mean, difficult. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the, to the land in that I think it will look really cool. Mm -hmm. yeah um, and you know maybe i'm a, i am probably not the right time audience and I, I i've seen i think i went to see the first two at the cinema and enjoyed them but i wouldn't be i would say of all the lands on the list so far we'll come on to the last one in a minute this is the one that i'd probably be like i'll visit that on the second day or i'll visit that if i get time. right um and then the last land is again rumored not confirmed all of this is rumored not confirmed really other than nintendo is, I mean, even technically, Nintendo's not confirmed. It hasn't been such. confirmed. Like, Universal haven't come out and said, yes, we're building that. that like, but there is a contract but... with Nintendo that you have to do. To, yeah, to and, and we've seen them building it. So, yeah. so like, yeah. Uh, and then the last is a third Wizarding World of Harry Potter land. Um, Rumoured to be Paris at the minute in the 1920s. Right, now, yeah. Whether that will come to light or not, because... The Fantastic Beast film, especially the third one, did mm -hmm. not make any money and was not received particularly well. No one's a great fan of J.K. Rowling at the minute. Um, so mm -hmm. who knows, even if they're building Paris, who knows when those rides will be set and whether they use characters from Fantastic Beasts or whether they use characters from Harry Potter. We, we just don't know really anything about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 
it probably causes them quite a lot of trouble with that, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? Because I mean, um, yeah, and and I would say like there's obviously a lot of hate towards J.K. Rowling. Understandably, she is a a, a massive douchebag, but I'm in King's Cross all the time, like on the way um, up the country to for, for work, mm-hmm. and I cannot tell you. And I'm often because there's a kind of obviously that's where platform nine three quarters is. They've got a shop. They've got photo opportunity for those American yeah. listeners. There is never not a queue there. Yeah. Even before the shops open, there's a queue waiting for people waiting to to get in. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's such it's such a tourist draw, isn't it? Harry Potter in general. Um, yeah. So I can I can understand why they want to put in a third a third like land related to it. Mm. Um, it would be interesting to see whether it does turn out to be Paris. Like, would they do a last minute change of plan? Because mm. in theory, depending on what they're planning on putting in, in theory they could. It sound it well in my mind they could change it to look less like Paris, and look more like somewhere else if they wanted to. Well, Changing yeah. the attractions themselves might be a little bit more difficult. But then if you're mm. building like we see rethemes all the time, yeah. So you could you could certainly retheme an attraction to something else if they needed to. Mm. Um, so it makes you wonder how much they're going to move away from Fantastic Beasts yeah. and stick yeah. to the more core Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, because the original rumour was that it was going to be the Ministry of Magic in London was right, okay. setting for it, at least for one of the attractions. So we'll, we'll just kind of have to have to wait and see with, with that. Yeah, because um, it depends how Paris they were making it and how easy it is to change. Would they still keep it as Paris? Would they still keep it as Paris, but give it like generic Harry Potter, like core Harry Potter rides? Because then, does it really make sense mm. that you've got when none of the none of the main Harry Potter films are set in Paris? Yeah. So it's kind of like it would be a bit of a weird mix if they did that. It feels like they're gonna have to either go to Harry Harry Potter and change the setting, or stick to yeah. Paris and stick to Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you can do really do a hybrid of that. No. No, and I think to be honest, like when you're thinking of realistically of using the characters and the actors, mm-hmm. the Harry Potter actors are all too old to to reprise their roles now. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts is probably you know you could get Eddie Redmayne back and and the other supporting cast to to do a few bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll just throw some cash at them and then do it. Um, but so well, obviously I mean, remains to be seen. I mean, I guess to a degree, like if they did it on Fantastic Beasts, yes, it's not the most popular films in the franchise, but it's still newer content. It's still Harry Potter. Mm. You know, it's still, it would still draw people in. Yeah. Maybe not, whether it would still, whether it would have quite the same draw as if it was like a core Harry Potter attraction, but it would still bring people in. People would still queue for hours to ride these attractions. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. I mean, so like based on those things there, I would say Universal are definitely striking this at the right time. You know, we've talked about Nintendo in itself mm-hmm. time and time again. I, I think Disney are massively undervaluing that the brand draw of Nintendo in itself. Yeah. And I think on a whole, having like Universal, like yes, Universal they've you know in 2019 they did the same the, the same number of guests as one of disney's parks yeah being magic kingdom yeah but you know maybe they're underestimating 
if Universal have a third park with Nintendo, with more Harry Potter, and they've got more hotels and they're better priced hotels and things like that, yep. how much of a pull that might well be? Well, now, obviously, also, like, what else has Universal got up their sleeve? Like, yeah, with a third park opening, could Universal say, well, we're, doing, we're bringing in the Universal dining pad? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of a draw that would be. Like well, Universal, Universal's food game in the two parks that they've got is not strong. It's not the best. City Walk, though, if it included City Walk, City Walk, yeah, and included, I mean, there's a whole host of restaurants and things coming to, to Epic Universe, mm-hmm. and a whole new dining area and shopping area that's being built. True. As well. So if you threw those into the mix and said, "Well, you stay at one of our hotels and you get your dining, you know, for free for however long you're staying for." Mm-hmm. You know that that's another thing that goes. Oh, okay, well, that's good. You know, not only are you cheaper, but I'm getting my food as well. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll stay on site. I mean, you're not. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It it would it would be a pull because obviously, if people are like, well, you know, I can stay at the hotel for cheaper and I can get my food for free or included. Well, you know, that's a that's a significant saving, and yeah. I can still drive twenty minutes down the road to Disney. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not going to add a huge amount to the, to my trip when I'm saving a significant amount. Yeah. And then you might be more inclined to spend more time at Universal in your trip. Because I certainly find that when we stay on Universal property, we visit the Universal parks more than we might if we were staying at Disney property. Definitely. I mean, you, because, you, it's a little yeah. walk, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like, oh, if you're, if you're a, if you're at the hotel in the evening or something like that, or you're, you're back at your hotel and you're like, oh, should we go to the park in the evening? If you're in Disney, you'll go to a Disney park. If you're in Universal, yeah. you, you'll walk over to a Universal park. Yeah, no, um, definitely. So I, 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 I mean, my view on all of this mm-hmm. is this time around, I think Universal seem to be getting the formula right. I think the other thing is park technology has come on a long way since 99, which is yeah. when the last theme park in in central Orlando was opened in Islands of mm-hmm. Adventure. Imagine Universal taking all of the park technology that's that's come along come along in the last 20 plus years and rolling it into this new park. You know, some of the cool stuff that we've seen in Galaxy's Edge and and, and Harry Potter and, 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 and Avatar and putting mm-hmm. that into the infrastructure of a theme park, I think is quite a dangerous cocktail of things to put in front of Disney. Yeah, yeah, because it, it could be... It- it could well be very different to what we've seen today in mm. parks because obviously it's brand new over 20 years since the last like big theme park was open. Um, so there could be a lot of innovation in there. There's a lot of scope for it in there. Yeah. Um, and I completely forgot what I was going to say. So, so I think like really like, with Disney announcing nothing, I mean, at D23, they announced yeah. some progress on what we already knew was happening and some new meet and greet, like figments coming out from meet and greet, which is great. Like, perfect, amazing. Mm-hmm, Good mm-hmm. to announce those things at D23. I'm excited for that, for sure. But it's not a new attraction. It's not a new land. It's not a no. new park. These are the things that will bring your guests back time and time again. You've already soured many a grape um, over the last kind of three years by increasing prices, reducing perks. Mm-hmm. almost every chat I've seen online now has been people going 
yeah, I'm, I'm not going to Disney this year um, because it's too expensive or because I'm not getting the dining plan. My, my parents are a good example. They would go every year if the dining right. plan was there. Oh, I see. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But all, all, you know, on all the kind of normal forums on social and, and the like, almost every conversation is, I love Disney. I love going to Disney, but it's just not worth it for me at the minute. Mm. And yeah. I don't know how that transcends to, you know, and goes across to the US, obviously. Um, but certainly here in the UK, there is there is very little interest for people staying on property at Disney at the minute. Now, yeah. if you're going to Orlando and you're staying in a villa, of course you're going to go to Disney. Why wouldn't you? But in terms of where Disney, Disney makes the most money, which is people staying in the hotels, staying on site, buying sure. on site, eating on site. Um, that's certainly, certainly from an interest perspective. We know yeah. the rooms are empty this year and $950 per uh, dining card for the US is very unusual to come in this late in the day. For yeah, for like holidays day. this year, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a sign that Disney is struggling. Yeah, and because that's the thing, because obviously as, as people tighten their belts with the cost of living issues, um, there are cheaper ways that you can go to Disney World and mm. Orlando in general. You can stay at a villa. You cannot choose to eat on property, mm. that sort of thing. And those are the things that, you know, take money away from Disney. Yeah. And if there's if there aren't the perks for staying on a Disney Disney resort, then you would just choose, well, I can save like a ton of money by staying off site. Yeah. And I mean- you know, and, and I'll still get I'll still get the, essentially the same experience. Yes, my hotel stay won't be the same experience. It won't be quite as Disney, but I'm but saving a ton of money. Mean anymore? Like, well, what, does even, yeah. what does that even mean? Yeah. Like yeah, going back to the theming, yeah. The contemporary got all of their rooms changed to really bland looking Incredibles rooms, which has no relevance to the contemporary or the design of that hotel whatsoever. Yeah. Um, the the coffee shop in the Bauble, because we were talking about last week, looks like a, a hospital waiting area. You know, they're just mm-hmm. cutting corners every chance they can and removing all of the theming from, um, and the magic, I think, from not just the hotels, but the, the theme park spaces as well. Like, so I'm paying double what I used to pay maybe three, four years ago to stay at these hotels for yeah. less of a theme and no perks. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because that's the thing, because I can understand it. Like, yes, that's kind of like a, what a modern hotel looks like, mm. but that's not a Disney hotel. No. Like if you were going and staying, I don't know, staying, you going to New York, you would, you would, and you wanted to stay in a really nice hotel. You, you, that's what a really nice, like modern hotel looks like. Yeah. But you're not going there. You're going to Disney. Yeah, exactly. And like the perk is that it's a family hotel. It's, I want to you know, see Disney stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's friendly for kids and all that sort of stuff. It's family friendly. And that's what you're paying the money for. Yeah. Because otherwise you think, well, why not? Why don't I just stay at the, at the, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a... Holiday um, Inn or whatever it is. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever whatever hotel brand. Um, why would I not just stay at one of those? Slightly off-site, even, uh, even on-site, because there are some hotels yeah. that are on-site yeah, that are third-party hotels and they're cheaper than staying at Disney hotels. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think all of these things are a potential recipe for disaster for Disney and success for Universal. But really, we're going to have to wait until summer of 2025 and, and the kind of following 12 months from, from that. Now, if I were Disney, I would probably say, OK, for summer 2025 to 2026 days, we're bringing back the dining plan. We're giving it for free. 
we're halving mm-hmm. our room rates and yeah we're bringing back all the perks now that's the time to do all of that for i mean sure. yeah i mean that is what they will end up doing whether they'll do it in advance or whether they'll wait and see mm-hmm. what the reaction is but that is the thing that they will do to try and counter it that's the only thing they can do well, at this point well exactly that's the only because that's, that's the that's the thing they can just at a drop of a hat mm-hmm. they can introduce that um, certainly with the dining plan, because if they were to bring back the dining plan or something like that, they've got all the infrastructure to do that. It's not like they have to, you know, recreate it or whatever. Um, so they've got, they can, at a drop of a hat, they can introduce any of those cost-saving measures, bring back any of those perks. Um, and so that was what they will have to do if either they do it as a preemptive strike or whether they do it as reactive mm. is, is yet to be seen. But because obviously they can't, as we've already said, they can't introduce any new attractions. Um, no. I mean, aside aside from Universal, they should be announcing new attractions. Well, this is it. So like, at Disney's biggest resort in the world, they yeah. should be opening a new attraction every year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And continuing, because I think they said when, when Comcast bought Universal, mm. they announced that they were going to be opening a new attraction every year. Yeah, which they have that, Which they have done. And you think they've got two parks. Disney have got four parks. Yeah. So they they can if they if they said we're only opening, you know, we're opening one attraction a year, then they can easily spread that between the four parks. And they, you know, they it's not going to impact the parks a lot as a whole, because if you're only building one attraction, yeah. Of, well, obviously they're gonna have to be building multiple attractions all at the same time to open one a year, that sort of thing, considering no, how long Disney take. There is a slight defense in here here for Disney in that okay. they have in recent years opened Ratatouille, Guardians, Tron will be this year, yeah. and Splash Mountain retheme will be next year. Oh yeah. They have but, they they have been opening attractions fairly frequently. Um but there's no plan beyond the, Splash. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There's nothing there's nothing announced or anything like that. Um because Splash is Splash is next year, isn't it? Twenty twenty four. Yeah. But you know. If it's Disney, they need to they need to have broken ground already to have anything open for 2025, mm-hmm. um, and, and they haven't, as far as we know. Yeah. So you know, we, as we said before, that we got that blue sky thinking for Magic Kingdom at the end of the presentation, which was, to be honest, you may as well have just wrapped <laughs> on a piece of paper, and, and you know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Those things will not happen. Yeah, I mean, a it won't happen, and b it's very far off because ten years away at least. I mean, yeah. they even said it's years away. Yeah, yeah. If they've said it years, it's years away. Then it's going to be even for you know, it's so even more you're, years away. It's like you've got to argue, like, why did you announce it then? What's the point? Yeah, yeah. Because there wasn't like even strong concept art, was there? No, anything it like was that? pretty, like, pretty poor. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, we all we all know that Disney's concept art is not always, you know, the end result isn't going to be the same as what the concept art is. No, um, let and and if that's early, early concept art. Then it's yeah. going to be even further from the from the truth. I think the best thing Disney can do now, now that Iger is back, is he can get the Imagineering team back, mm-hmm. the ones that they've lost. He can give um, Damara a kick up the backside, and not to say that he wasn't doing stuff before, but he's now, in theory, got the more the creative freedom and, and budget to do what he he's there to do. Yeah, that team's got to come up with something soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think with um, Damaro, I think. It's almost like he's now. It's almost like he's new to the job. Yeah. He has to prove. He has to prove himself again, doesn't he? Yeah. 
he has to he has to show that you know now that I don't have Chapek sitting above me giving like constraining me yeah I, he needs to prove that he can do what the what the, what the fans of the parks you know want essentially yeah. Which not, is not that, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that he should listen to the fans of the parks no, no, solely because no, no, you know you you know just because they say they want something doesn't mean that's good for the park or anything like yeah. that. Um, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know if you had anything else to add to that, but I think in, in essence that Disney this time I think should be concerned. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of hope that Epic Universe will bring something quite special to the Orlando area, um, not just because of Nintendo, but I think the entire infrastructure and technology behind the park will be incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think Disney publicly, obviously, maybe they're not saying much, they're not looking too scared. I think behind the scenes, I'm, I'm hoping that they are shaking in their boots a bit um, yeah. because the more they shake in their boots, the better we'll see them be. And that is only a positive for guests that are going into Orlando. Oh, yeah, it's, just, it's all just competition, isn't it? And that's always going to be good for the consumer, isn't it? So... Yeah, because I mean, there's there's two things that I suppose I would say is that obviously we've we've mentioned uh, like Disney being affected by pricing and all that sort and and cost of living. Obviously, co- from the cost of living perspective, Universal is going to be affected. Yes, um, yeah. you know, they're, they're obviously the prices their prices haven't been as bad as Disney's, and so therefore they're more you know they're not impacted from both sides necessarily. Um, but yeah, obviously we also need to wait and see what their marketing of Epic Universe is going to be like. Because obviously, you know, they had the nightmare that was Islands of Adventure marketing back in yeah. 99, 2000. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they how they sell the park. Yeah, um, we, Not we just locally, but to the world. Yeah, because we talk about it all the time. But I, w- I would say yeah. that if you talk to average Joe in the street, they've got no idea that Universal's building a new theme park. Why no. would they? No, exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see how they have how they market it in the UK because obviously the UK is going to be a massive audience for them. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, whenever you go to the cinema or you know, when I do occasionally turn the TV on to an actual normal mm-hmm. channel, I'm yeah. always seeing Disney World and Universal advertising. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do see you see adverts you see adverts fairly frequently for for both parks, don't you? Yeah. Both both yeah. resorts and Paris and things like that. Yeah. Obviously, we don't get adverts for like Tokyo or. California or California or, or yeah anything like that um but yeah we get a lot of adverts for Orlando um so they're definitely going to have to push mm. epic universe explain what it is and obviously if you've got some big ticket IPs in there that will help that'll okay. make it a lot easier and they you know but it's going to be interesting because obviously if they nail that and they nail their pricing and you know the whole kind of experience this is in trouble to make it one big selling point yeah it could yeah. hit Disney on top of the other factors that Disney have caused themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so let us know what you think. Do you think Epic Universe is, is going to be an epic threat to Disney? Or do you think Disney will continue to uh, go go along just fine with a, with another theme park from, from Universal? Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and all of the other socials. Just search for theme park trailer please do leave us a review if you enjoyed today's show and we will see you again next week ah there you are and just in time there's a little matter i forgot to mention beware of hitchhiking ghosts they have selected you to fill our quota
and they'll haunt you until you return. <laughs>